Um, so the uh, topics for tonight, um, or talking points really, goes something like this. Uh, the Atlanta police shooting of Rashad Brooks, uh, Brianna Taylor briefly, Candace Owens. She had a good video out about why she uh, does not support uh, George Floyd. Oh, what a crazy world when I try to do a podcast. Um, Dave Chappelle has a, uh, a video out. It's about a 30-minute talk that he has. And I thought he... It, wait, we'll get into it. Uh, it it's on YouTube. It's called uh, 846. 8 colon 46. Dave Chappelle. Um, Trump is going to sign a, an executive order tomorrow about police reform, and uh, the United Nations is going to hold a debate on uh, racism and police brutality in the United States. So, I'm not on this bandwagon. Right now, period, point blank. Okay, this Rashad Brooks, I'm not getting on the bandwagon. I jumped all over George Floyd when I saw the video of the police, uh, the policeman kneeling on his neck, uh, the policeman talking shit. Uh, saying, see kids, this is why you don't do drugs. And I believed the people talking in the background, the people uh, filming or whatever, that, you know, this ain't about drugs, you know. We, it ended up being about drugs. Um, and so, but I was all over that with the, you know, the two, four police officers need to be, you know, arrested, put away for murder. Uh, you know, I said they need to be taken to the gallows, to the guillotine, drawn and quartered, and then burned at the stake. And I still feel that way a little bit, um, that the police were responsible for George Floyd's death. Uh, but, you know, when you have methamphetamine and fentanyl in your system and you spent, I've heard a total of 10 years throughout different, over different sentences, uh, you know, some were shorter. The longest sentence he had was, um, five years for, um, A home invasion, pardon me. Um, The home invasion started, you know, he ran in and put a gun to a woman's stomach. It was a Hispanic woman, I believe, because we have to throw everyone's race in there. It can't just be human versus human. Um, And anyways, 
then he told one of his friends, you know, hold the gun to her head, don't let her uh, move or whatever. And then they pistol whipped her, beat her with the gun. At least they didn't shoot her. Um, but he spent five years in jail for that. So George Floyd was a piece of shit. But so were the four cops. Okay? And I want to address this rioting situation. They said that there have been people in the media, people uh, in Black Lives Matter, saying that, you know, we marched and you didn't listen to us. Well, that's straight bullcrap. Dr. King marched and changed the world without ever rioting, without ever shooting anyone, without ever doing anything illegal. Uh, now, he was put in jail in Birmingham, Alabama on some trumped-up charges. And he, if you look it up, um, one of the great... Uh, political and philosophical uh, articles you'll ever read is called uh, Letter from Birmingham Jail. And it's an open... I'm not sure who he was writing it to. If it was an open letter for, or if it was a letter to his wife. But uh, Dr. King wrote Letter from Birmingham Jail uh, and then you know, it got published and became you know, one of the great uh, philosophical you know, works... I studied it in um, a philosophy class, and then I studied it in a, in a political philosophy class. Very good. But let's go on to this uh, Brooks, Rashad Brooks, shot by the Atlanta PD. Let's set the scene. One, he was not asleep. He passed out. Okay. Now, he's in the line to go to the Wendy's drive-thru. He's in the drive-thru line, like right, like one or two car, one car length away from the little speaker where you order. And he passes out in his car. And other cars are going around him to get to the drive-thru window. So then enters the Atlanta PD. Um, it looks like the car is running, but it's not moving in any way. So I don't know if he put it in park and passed out or what, but he put the car in park. He was in line at the drive-thru. He was not just sleeping in the parking lot like a lot of media reports will tell you. So the police go up to his car, knock on the window. He doesn't wake up. They op the policeman opens the door and uh, shakes him to wake him up. You know, the, ex the officer explains to him, I need you to pull over here into a parking space. So the officer shuts the door. Uh, and the officer starts to walk back to his car, or actually a police SUV. So the policeman realizes that Mr. Brooks's car is not moving. 
So he goes back to Mr. Brooks' car. Mr. Brooks is passed out again and has to be woken by the police officer. So then the policeman gets him, you know, to move his vehicle. This time the policeman stays kind of in one place until uh, the man moves his car over to a parking space. Now, there's clearly a police SUV, but Mr. Brooks pulls his car out way away from the police SUV and pulls into a parking space and doesn't park correctly, which that happens. He pulls up to the point where he hits the curb. There's like a little, it's, there's a little curb there that's kind of rounded. I'm surprised he didn't go over it and into the grass, but of course I've done that a lot of times too. And you can still make the point that he was just sleepy at this point. So some things go on. They give him a field sobriety test, which he fails. Uh, at this point, the officer has backup. And there's a link to this video. It's body cam and dashboard camera footage uh, of the incident. It's, there's a video on YouTube. Watch it before it gets taken down. Um, so uh, then I seen, this is not the video on YouTube I watched, but a scuffle ensues with the police and Mr. Brooks. He's a very clearly resisting arrest. And the two police officers are not doing a very good job of handling him. Uh, one pulls his taser and Mr. Brooks manages to, you know, he gets the better of the police officers in the altercation and he takes the taser off of the officer, at which point the, at least one officer draws his weapon, his gun, and is chasing uh, Mr. Brooks. As Mr. Brooks is running, he turns, he's got it in his right hand, and he turns like this and fires the taser at the officer. Now the taser goes way over the officer's head, but it, now you've made an aggressive action towards the police. Now if you're turning like this, and the officer immediately sees the taser go off, barely missing him, or missing him, whatever. He's going to shoot on instinct. And so, because Mr. Brooks was then turned, as soon as he fired the taser, because he didn't turn all the way around, the, Mr. Brooks gets shot in the back, and now it's called a homicide. The officer who shot him was fired. Why, I don't know. The officer was protecting himself. Um, and I don't know the ballistics angle of the bullets. I don't know where they struck Mr. Brooks in the back. No, there's no, I haven't seen any, you know, autopsy photos or medical examiner uh, sketches or drawings that say the bullets went in here and here. Okay. Obviously, when the bullet when bullets hit a body, they do damage. 
and they said that Mr. Brooks died of bullet wounds to his organs and loss of blood from the bullet wounds. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Okay. Then... I just don't get it. How do you how do you beat up two police officers? Take their tase take one's taser from him. Fire the taser at him. Okay? And by the way, these were good tasers. Uh if because they were double like a double from what I can see, they looked like the double barrel tasers that I got trained on. I went through the police taser training when I was a city councilman just for something to do. I can't carry a taser, I can't tase you because I'm not a police officer, but I went through the class and I got tased, which is part of the class, and believe me, it hurts. <laughs> you, you ain't getting up from getting tased very quickly, um, but anyhow. He could have gotten a second taser shot off because it looked to me like it, the kind that I was trained on, there's, they're one, they're pretty big and you can flip a switch if you miss the first time or if you have a second suspect that needs to be tased, you can flip a switch and you've got another taser cartridge ready to go instantly. Uh, it, you know, you load it with two cartridges and they're both ready. Okay. So it would have been feasible that Mr. Brooks, even though he missed with the first shot of the taser, could have tased the officers, could have tased somebody else if he knew what he was doing, which he obviously didn't. He just got lucky and pulled the trigger on the taser because the officer had it ready to go. Uh, so he was able to get one shot off with the taser, Mr. Brooks. The officers never got the chance to tase him, which is kind of sad on the officers. They obviously need more training and more physical training. But I can't get behind the, the martyrdom of this guy. Uh, he has a long rap sheet uh, he was not a good person. He was passed out in the line for the drive-thru. He was not just taking a nap in the parking lot like the media is reporting. They're flat out lying to you. He was in line at the drive-thru and passed out from drunkenness. You know, and, you know, the... The media does say, you know, he failed, failed a sobriety test, but you got to, like, dig deep into the articles. The first couple paragraphs are all about race and white cops shoot black man. Why can't it just be cop shoots guy after guy tries to taser cop? Uh, you know, it's bullshit. And 19 Atlanta cops have resigned because... It's like they can't win. Cops in America cannot win now because of one idiot in Minneapolis kneeling on someone's neck for eight minutes, nine minutes, or round up. And 
it's but it's ridiculous, you know. So the same theory applies. This Brianna Taylor, she was actually. Killed before George Floyd. But this is like a... It's like a game with liberals and with the media. Once the the excitement of one thing dies down... You know, like coronavirus died down, so they had to find something new. And... Behold, George Floyd happened for the media. Well, now they're trying to back up and go back to this Breonna Taylor. Now, I don't know of her that she ever had a criminal past, but what happened was the police were serving a warrant at one house for uh, drugs. They got information that she had been receiving drug packages in the mail by the post office for her ex-boyfriend. So they get a midnight search warrant for her house. It's supposedly a no-knock warrant, which means the police can just battering ram the door and go in. Because if you're the police, you don't want to give the people on the other side of the door a warning like, hey, here come the cops, please shoot us first, you know. So they go into the apartment. The boyfriend of this Breonna Taylor makes a 911 call that someone's breaking into his girlfriend's apartment. He shoots one of the officers in the leg, and then the charges for that get dropped. Unreal. You can shoot a cop and the charges get dropped on you. And... The whole thing revolved around search warrants that were given to the police by a judge. Uh, again, it was a middle-of-the-night thing, but there are judges on call so that if the police need a warrant in the middle of the night, they can get it. So they got the warrant on this uh, Breonna Taylor's apartment because from what they found at another drug crime scene, that... There was evidence that she had been receiving packages and then passing them off to her ex-boyfriend. So I'm not getting on the Breonna Taylor bandwagon either. You know, I jumped all over George Floyd and then it turns out George Floyd was a piece of shit. He still did not deserve to die the way he died. The police were wrong. I want those four cops punished. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I fear that they will get off. I fear that they could have enough negativity on George Floyd and enough uh, autopsy evidence to say they didn't necessarily kill him. But when he, at the very least, when he lost consciousness, they were obligated to help him and they didn't they kept kneeling on him after he was dead okay so the Minneapolis police have set this whole thing off 
and you know, yeah, there's things that have happened, but every time something like this happens, just like this Rashad Brooks that they want us to feel sorry for now, we find out the person was an asshole. You know, Trayvon Martin was not shot by a white cop. He was shot by a Hispanic uh, crossing guard or something. And then that guy ended up going to jail for beating his girlfriend. Right, George, uh, was it George? Hell, I can't remember his name now. But, you know, Trayvon Martin was no saint either. He was a kid. He could have turned his life around. But this guy, you know, idiot uh, neighborhood watch guy, shouldn't have, who shouldn't have been carrying a gun, you know, got into a scuffle with this kid, and the kid beat him up, and he shot the kid. Stupid. You know, um, on to my next thing. So Candace Owens made a point that, you know... George Floyd should not be the martyr for the black community. He shouldn't be the example. He had drugs in his system. Uh, it, you know, we don't know how much. We don't know when the last time you know he got high on meth and fentanyl. But, you know, from what I've read. The 911 calls say that he was acting erratically in the street and in the store when he tried to pass the bad $20 bill. I don't know if he knew he had a counterfeit 20. They look just like the real thing. You can't tell them apart. So, you know, but you still have the fact that remains George Floyd was no saint, he had a long record. He had a home invasion. You know, he spent, you know, around 10 years in and out of jail at different times for different charges. From anything from a few months up to one was for five years for the home invasion. You know, he shouldn't have died how he died. Anyone can turn their life around and get better and become a better person. But at the time of his death, George Floyd was not the good person that he was made out to be. I still detest the police officers for killing him. I still feel that their, their actions led to his death. Or it, at the very least, their inactions for not uh, beginning CPR or first aid. Okay? So this leads us to Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle put out a, a video. It's a 30-minute video. And he did it from his house uh, in southwest Ohio near Dayton. Uh, he has a farm out there. And that's a beautiful house. Um, and, of course, you know, they... It was the... Well, he said it was the first... Um, concert of its type since the all the coronavirus stuff and they had chairs set up uh, two by two you know so if husband and wife came or friends came they could sit next to each other 
and uh, but they were blocked off so you couldn't move your chairs outside this little perimeter around your chairs and the chairs were sitting six feet apart or more and uh, he talked for 30 minutes about George Floyd and it was, it was just a good I thought it was really good very passionate you know and Dave Chappelle was for a long time in his comedy and on his uh, former TV show talked about police brutality uh, and things like that and you, you know you can look it up um, this uh he calls out this idiot, Don Lemon. Don't ever watch Don Lemon on CNN. He's an asshole. But um, Don Lemon called him out and said, "Where?" Don Lemon said, where are the celebrities? Why aren't the celebrities moving to uh, make, make a big cause and, for George Floyd? Um, hello, the dude had three funerals. I'm sure he did not have life insurance. His uh, first memorial service in Minneapolis was as star-studded as any movie premiere or red carpet gala I've ever seen. Um, you know, Kevin Hart was there. IT or TI. Um... There's all kinds of celebrities. Al Sharpton was there. He's a celebrity. Uh, you know, and I've heard it was very moving. I, I do need to go back and watch those uh, memorial services. But he got buried in a, a gold, I thought it was platinum myself. But I guess it was a very nice casket that he, it, it, there's no way in hell his family paid for any of that. And that's fine. But, you know, Don Lemon called out Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle called out Don Lemon and effed him up and down and said, haven't you ever seen my stand-up? Haven't you ever seen my shows? I've been talking about police brutality for 20 years. And Dave Chappelle does. He does it in his, in his stand-up uh, over and over again. You know, and just because he puts it in a comical sense... You know, but that can be done. That can be a way to, you know, express things. Like the rapper's NWA. People said, well, you know, why do you talk about so much violence in your music? Why do you talk about, you know, selling drugs? Um, you know, they, they aside from Eazy-E, they maintain no one in the, the group ever dealt drugs if I remember correctly. But anyways. But like Ice Cube said, our, their art was a reflection of their reality. What they saw from, you know, police brutality to, you know, young black people shooting one another to uh, selling narcotics, as Cube put it, it, it was all what they saw in their life. Just like Dave Chappelle, you know, he jokes about his white friend being high and going up to a police officer and tugging on the officer's shirt sleeve. 
uh, and asking the officer directions to get to 3rd Street. And the officer says, you're on 3rd Street. Now move it. Move it along. And, you know, how if it was a black person doing that, the officer's reaction would have been different. Um, he also talks about his white friend decide one day to drag race someone. And the, the guy gets pulled over. And the officer walks up to the car window. And the, his friend is drunk. Uh, Dave's smoking a joint in the car. And the officer goes, hey, what, what are you doing? You, you know, you're not allowed to do that. And the white guy goes, oh, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I couldn't do that. And the officer said, well, now you know. Now move it along. And Dave was like, I was shocked. I didn't know I couldn't do that. You know, all this stuff. But it's all over Dave Chappelle's comedy. You know, Don Lemon had no business calling him out. It just shows how little Don Lemon knows about what's going on. Um, so, after all of this, the country is calling out for changes in the police system. Uh, training for officers, um, new tactics, new guidelines... And I closed the article and didn't mean to, so let me pull it back up here. Okay, good. Can I, I can't click on it, though. No, I can't. I have to copy and paste it. Okay. So, tomorrow, Donald Trump is supposed to sign an executive order let me move some things around here on my screen so I can <laughs> see what I'm doing here so pardon me Donald Trump is supposed to sign an executive order dealing with uh, police reform I didn't, I didn't, wasn't trying to search it. I was trying to, all right, it's on the home screen. Let me just get back to that. So, uh, it's going to involve police reform and there's going to be, there are going to be incentives for good behavior. Okay. And that's all that the title of the article says. So that's like. You know, lovely way to mislead the public, CBS News. Um, I'm just going to read you the first paragraph. Um, Tuesday, that, or, that's not how it starts out. President Trump is expected to sign an executive order on policing Tuesday that aims to accomplish three things incentivize police departments to modernize best practices that's good see the headline misleads you it's like he's gonna 
like he's going to give each. I thought he was going to give the cops like good behavior bonuses or something. No, he's going to incent make incentives for police departments to modernize best practices to increase information sharing by tracking people who have excessive use of force complaints. Okay, so they're going to track officers that have excessive force complaints and address mental health, homelessness, and addiction. Now, do we know that uh, let's say, for example, Rashad Brooks was an alcoholic or a.k.a. addicted to alcohol. We don't. We know he failed a field sobriety test. We know he was sleeping in his car at the drive through in line at the drive through at Wendy's. Okay, I I can I maintain that it looks like he passed out. He failed a field sobriety test. Uh, I do not recall, but I think I read that, that that he smelled of alcohol. I could be wrong. Links in the description. Fact check me. So Trump is going to uh, address these things in an executive order. Now I'm not a fan of executive orders. But the Democrats in Congress wanted to pass some, you know, insane, over-the-top, cockamamie legislation. Trump's going to actually do something about this. Now, this is like the umpteenth thing that he's done to help black people in America. Okay? He did prison reform, which is basically a repeal of the Bill Clinton and Joe Biden... 1994 Crime Act, which disproportionately put black folks in jail, and he did the more money over the next 10 years for historically black colleges, so they don't have to come to the White House every year and beg for more money. He did the Opportunity Zones with Tim Scott and Cory Booker, two black senators that helped the black community. Okay, that's why he had the lowest black unemployment rate. He did opportunity scholarships for minority kids with good grades that were stuck in bad public schools. And now he's doing this to reform police, policing in America. And yet the UN... This is via Al Jazeera, so I get my sources from a lot of places. I'm not one of these dweebs that goes, well, Buck News dead. I hate those kind of conservatives and Republicans. But Al Jazeera said, um, the United Nations is to hold a debate on racism and police brutality in America. Uh, this was in the light of George Floyd. This was even before uh, Mr. Brooks and this most recent thing in Atlanta. Okay? 
sit down, sit pretty. So, the United Nations is going to have this debate. The United Nations has no power to do anything. Uh, some, you know, group of countries that don't like the United States may come up with something. But here's the thing. Where is the UN debate on Muslim countries that throw gay people off of roofs? That uh, have reporters assassinated for reporting negative stories about the state, about the country. Okay, remember, state and country are interchangeable words. All right. The, uh, you know, where's the UN debate on uh, slavery that still goes on in the world today? You know, there's still slavery going on. Um, so there are a lot of things the UN can be debating. But the United States is solving its problems on its own. Uh, whether it's Minneapolis City Council considering disbanding police departments whether it's Donald Trump and this executive order he's about to sign tomorrow, uh, you know, different things in the government. But, you know, I, I still say this, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. changed the world and never had to set one building on fire, never had to burn one police car, and that's the, the example that should be followed when it comes to these protests. There are a lot of things that can be done. And they don't have to be done through violence. You know, there were peaceful protests uh, in the city of Pittsburgh when a young black, gosh darn, a young black kid was uh, shot while running away from a police officer. And so... You know, if the, if some people can accomplish things by peaceful protest, everyone can accomplish things by peaceful protest. Uh, and that's all I all I have to say. But I'm not getting on the Rashad Brooks bandwagon. Ain't gonna happen. Eh, uh -uh. crap, shit, boss, as my friend Fred used to say. Uh, you know, I'm not getting on the Breonna Taylor bandwagon. She was receiving packages of dope at her house and then passing those packages on to her dope dealer boyfriend. Okay, the police had a warrant. Her boyfriend shot one of the cops and then she got shot in a crossfire. Simple as that. Uh, she was not murdered. You know, the police were shooting in self-defense because... They were shot at first. Uh, you know, Al Jazeera, you know, wants to overthrow America and make us an Islamic state. You know, they want the UN to debate police brutality and racism. Really? Okay. You know, yeah, I'll go along with 90% of Muslims are good people. Because every Muslim I've met is, has been a good person. But there are still enough radical Muslims out there that are, you know, killing people, beating women, stoning women, throwing gay people off of roofs. Uh, 
that the UN should worry about that first because the United States cleans up its own problems. There's no need for all this vandalism, rioting, F the United States, and blah, blah, woof, woof. So, there, there you have it. There you's got it. Um, you, you know, I, yeah, man, I feel bad for George Floyd. Man, I, I mean, I watched a cat suffer to death and die before my eyes. Man, that breaks my heart. It pisses me off at those cops. If I, if Big John was there, that would not have happened. I, that little ninja that was kicking at people when they tried to step off the sidewalk and help George Floyd, I would have caught that foot of his and flipped him 10 feet in the air and whooped that cop's Chauvin, Derek Chauvin's ass. I would have whooped his ass. But, you know, I don't know, man. We gotta come together as a country. The scary, you know what the scariest thing in this country is? You really wanna scare the rich cats that run things and, and the government? Don't be divided. Don't be divided. It don't matter what's happening up here. We can start down here at the bottom and black and white can come together and do so much damage to the people that are up here that we think are holding us down. We can overcome anything when Americans unite. You know, we can overcome it. You know, the Jim Crow laws and the, the anti-voting uh, laws in the cracker South, the Democrats had in the 50s and 60s and, you know, probably lasted longer in some places. I mean, I'm not stupid enough to believe that Martin Luther King Jr. marched on Selma, Alabama and the world was changed the next day. But black and whites came together. You know, you had the Freedom Riders, Freedom Riders that bust in from the north to help register black people to vote and to help them with their voting rights. And you know what? It was white people that passed the anti-Jim Crow laws. It was white people killing white people to end slavery. Uh, I mean... Oh, you know, our past is not perfect. Our present is not perfect. Our future will not be perfect. But Americana is the best thing that there ever was, ever is, ever will be. But if we all just came together as one, we'd be unstoppable. But you know what? These little cats up here, I don't care if they're Democrats or Republicans. They keep us down here squabbling with each other. The media is, is their puppet. And they keep us fighting with each other. Like we're little puppets on a string for them. So the more we fight with each other, 
the less we accomplish. We can rise from here to here. It's been done. I mean, look at this little dipshit Mark Zuckerberg and his Facebook computer thing. That's a worldwide phenomenon. He was down here. Got up here. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. They started out here. They up here now. Barack Obama. Down here. Up here. Michael Jordan. Started down here. Now he's up. I want to buy his house, by the way. I've got to win the lottery so I can buy that mansion. But anyhow. Um, this, you know... We can do it, guys. We've got to stop squabbling with each other and pointing fingers and just be like, you know what, Cracker? You might have, well, we don't want to bring the Confederate flag into this. I still hate that flag. Um, but, you know, black people should be like, hey, Cracker, let's, let's do it. Let's come together and see what we agree on. Because I bet you there's a lot. A lot. And we just don't know because we're too busy fighting with ourselves. So anyways, 50 minutes me yakking is good enough. Good night. God bless you. And I'll see you the next time. Well, I'm supposed to spit my tobacco out and say uh, like, share, and subscribe. So, hey, have fun, guys. Love you. God bless you. Pray for each other.